coming up on this week's episode of Last Week. This week, ladies and gentlemen, it is the final NXT-only episode of Last Week This Week. And I couldn't think of a better way to go out with a bang than taking myself in that time machine and going back seven days to talk about what happened last week on NXT. I'm going to be breaking down what happened with the fight pit between Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Who survived in the pit? Was Thatcher able to go 2-0? Or was Tommaso Ciampa able to get the victory from Thatcher? I'm going to be talking about all of the Dusty Cup matches that went down, including the first ever women's Dusty Cup matchup between Team Ninja, Casey Cannonzaro and Caden Carr taking on the team of Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. I'm going to be talking about, of course, what's going to be going down this week for NXT and everything else in between. This is an episode I know you don't want to miss, and we need to get right into it. This is episode 294 of the YLP Podcast, the final NXT only episode of last week. This week, let's make it happen. Let's get it started. Let's hit that intro. And with that being said, let us begin. Podcast here and welcome to episode 294 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Tuesday. I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. In case you guys didn't hear the announcement from yesterday's episode of the YLP Podcast. The YLP Podcast will be going down to two days per week. Starting on February 1st. Mark that down on your calendars. Mondays from here on out. Starting February 1st. Will be last week, this week. Pitting NXT and AEW against each other. Who will I think have the better week Whose theme song will I be playing come this Monday? Who will have the bragging rights for the week? You'll find out on February 1st. February 5th will begin the news of the week. All the news that's meant for me to talk about last week. And that should be something that I cannot wait to get into. Of course, benefits everyone as a whole, for sure. And, um, I hope you guys did check out yesterday's episode, episode 293 of the podcast, uh, where I made that announcement as well, why I am making the move to 
two days a week. And uh, I explain everything in that opening segment of the episode. Just in case you forgot, though, you're listening to this podcast on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective, anchor.fm slash Wrestle Addict Radio, Amazon Music, Audible, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, or concerns about today's episode, do not hesitate to hit me up with an email over at Young Lions Perspective at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at YL Perspective over on Instagram at young underscore lines underscore perspective or over on Facebook at young lions perspective all one word or simply search for young lions perspective podcast it is Tuesday January 26 2021 we're three days away from the birthday episode of the YLP podcast that birthday is mine my 33rd birthday will be happening this Friday, and I'm happy to be able to give you guys a birthday episode of the podcast. I'm not skipping out on much. Uh, still going to be working, even though it is my birthday, and uh, we get down and dirty with all of that. We'll be talking about the final episode of Light the Fuse on Wrestle Addict Radio. Uh, Wrestle Addict Radio, or should I say, Light the Fuse, will be moving over to Patreon. So if you do have Patreon, expect uh New episodes of Light the Fuse every so often when I feel like ranting about something uh, that's been grinding my gears as of late. So that's what Light the Fuse will be all about from here on out, as well as my pay-per-view reviews and everything else in between. Now that we got all that business out of the way, let us talk about what happened last week with the Black and Gold Standard. This was a very, very big episode for me. Um, given the fact that I know Marley, it was so it was so serious. This kind of revolved around the fight pit, the main event of the evening being Champa and Thatcher. And dare I say, this was I'd say better than the first one with Thatcher and Riddle. The fight pit is now the house that Timothy Thatcher built. Tommaso Ciampa found out exactly what kind of man Thatcher truly is after the battle that they had last week. And I expected this to be an all-out just brawl between two men who, in the last few months since TakeOver 31, or should I say the last month or so, since TakeOver 31, actually had true animosity toward each other. And we talked about the the build-up to this last week, on last week this week. The intense promo that both men had on each other. This was just well done and built more anticipation for this matchup. And I just love how NXT is becoming so innovative with the matches. Even more innovative with their takeovers and their takeover special, takeover-like specials that they have had since pretty much June of last year with uh, NXT The Great American Bash and NXT TakeOver In Your House. Uh, back in June, and of course, the Great American Bash was back in July. That was absolutely fan-fucking-tastic. And they have been giving us quality matchups throughout, ever since. Um, of course, we had the uh, Great American Bash. We had Halloween Havoc, which was an event that I that really holds near and dear to my heart, as considering one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. Uh, still, hope I was wishing... I was. Coming with hope that they would actually have TakeOver Starcade, 
But um, that was not to be, unfortunately, back in December. They had to take over uh, 31, and then had uh, NXT New Year's Evil earlier this month. So I'm okay with the fact that we didn't get NXT Starcade, which, you know, hopefully one day we do get NXT TakeOver Starcade because I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, hopefully one day they're able to pull that off because that is something that I think NXT could really capitalize on to end their year. Uh, hopefully in December 2021, we'll see how it all goes. But the fight pit has is, is definitely something that really has been a very well done match. You know, it kind of reminds me of Hell in a Cell a little bit. You know, usually matchups would get so hate filled that the only way the feud could end would be in Hell in a Cell. Of course, you know, matchups like, you know, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, the first ever Hell in a Cell. Undertaker Mankind had Hell in a Cell. Um, Roman Reigns, Jay Uso, which was, which was of course, the Mr. YLP himself's uh, match of the year for 2020. Undertaker versus Randy Orton. You know, it kind of has that feel of Hell in a Cell. Given the fact that, you know, it got so much, there was so much hatred between uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher that it needed to be taking place at Hell in a Cell. And now we're 1-1 with Thatcher getting the victory over Ciampa in this particular matchup. So I had a feeling um, that Thatcher would get this win back and it made sense for Thatcher to get the victory in this matchup. But there was a lot of solid moments in this matchup that really, really just took it over the edge um, with Champa hitting Willow's bell um, early on in the matchup uh, with the 10 count with uh, Ciampa, with Thatcher getting up barely at nine, barely, barely. I'm calling that a knockdown. Um, the fight starting, you know, at the top with the scaffolding, you know, them really going at it early on um, the guillotine uh, catapult by uh, Champa onto the railing, Onto uh, Thatcher's neck. That was that was a nice little spot. Uh, this, the half hatch suplex on Champa um, by Thatcher to uh, pretty much start early. You know, it really had that really, really serious big fight feel. You know, starting off on the upper ledge and then getting down into the fight pit uh, later on in the matchup. You know, the, um, even Champa hitting the fairy tale ending, uh, going right into the sleeper hole. That was a very surprising spot. Because usually, Champa's not one to go for submissions. He usually hits that fairy tale ending, and it's pretty much ball game uh, for this. And somehow, some way, uh, Champa wanting Thatcher to pass out. Uh, Thatcher fights out of it. Uh, Rams uh, Champa into the steal. Um, Thatcher then getting a sleeper hold of his own. Champa using the corner to get up, but somehow, Champa gets his leg caught in the girder. And that allowed Thatcher to go for the hanging stretch muffler. And there was nothing much Champa could do but tap out. And Thatcher going 2-0 in the fight pit. We're not done with this feud yet. And this will be one of those things where... There's going to be a third match. Now, will it, now, the second match catered more to Thatcher. Then it did to Champa. Champa, uh, the first matchup was a straight up singles match. Champa got that victory. Second match, fight pit. 
Thatcher gets the victory. There has to be a conclusion to this feud. Um, that hopefully that'll happen sometime in you know in April for WrestleMania weekend. Um, maybe, maybe not. Given the fact that WrestleMania is going to be a two day spectacular, uh, they may do it uh, the weekend after, the weekend before. Who knows? But either way, I know for a fact that it's going to be an insane conclusion to this feud. Uh, it may favor this one. May favor um, Champa. You know, I'm sure they take some time to let it simmer a little bit before they really get back into the swing of things. And um, I'm really pleased with the result. I'm really was pleased with the result of the matchup between Champa and Thatcher because it accomplished exactly what it needed to, and it got Thatcher over. But Champa really gave Thatcher everything in this battle. This was just one of those things where. This was a well-deserved main event. Now, when they started the program, they had the fight pit. You know, they had the camera on the fight pit. I'm thinking, they're going to start with this? Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. But it made sense to have this be the main event and be the true focal point of last week's episode of NXT. This is definitely one of those things where I'm excited to see now what the last battle is going to be, what their last match is going to be. Something that may favor Champa. More so than Thatcher. Could be a street fight. Could be a last man standing match. Uh, that could possibly be the case. That that would definitely be something I'm really interested in seeing. Because this will definitely need a conclusion. This will definitely need some sort of ending. Um, for both Thatcher and Champa. And this is definitely something where this helps both men regardless. This pays dividends for both men. It really does. Um, for Thatcher, this will, this feud definitely ele- start beginning to start elevating him towards... Uh, upper mid-card status with Champa, who's already made, uh, personally, in my opinion, a made man in NXT. This definitely helps his stock rise, too, because now he possibly has a shot at maybe gunning for the NXT Championship if he wins this feud. So it remains to be seen what will happen between these two and when they get into their last matchup. But for what we got out of the fight pit, this was this was so much better than Thatcher versus Riddle. Big time, it was better than Thatcher versus Riddle. That's not to say... The first fight pit match wasn't fire, but it was definitely one of those things where, you know, you could really appreciate the fight pit just a little bit more because there was a little bit more animosity between um, Thatcher and Champa, given the fact that they already had a match prior to. Um, I believe it was the same thing between Riddle and Thatcher prior to their matchup, prior to the first fight pit that we had um, a while back. So, this is definitely Thatcher's house now, and anyone who's trying to get in that business uh, better be very wary of the decisions they make, because the next time Thatcher goes in that fight pit, uh, Mans is 2-0, and and um, don't be surprised if Thatcher goes 3-0 to whoever he decides to face next. This is Thatcher's house, until said otherwise. Just facts being facts. With three weeks to go. Before NXT TakeOver on Valentine's Day, Finn Balor is officially on the warpath and is looking to take down the kings of NXT. We went back, we go backstage for to see Finn Balor. And um, he was definitely uh, feeling some type of way uh, about what had happened. Goes into William Regan's office, barges in. Balor tells Regal, you know why I'm here on some Marshawn Lynch shit. I want Pete Dunn. I already know the game's done is playing. And they're all from your old playbook. So I want to start with 
Oni, and Danny. First, I'll chop off the arms, then I'll chop off the head. Regal tells him, I understand how you feel, but you have to. I have to protect you from yourself. And after what happened last week, you can't fight them all alone. So if you want to face Oni and Danny, I suggest you find a tag team partner. You should know you better than anyone. I don't have friends. That's the old Finn. All I have now are enemies. Then keep your enemies closer. So, now, Balor's on the pursuit of finding a tag team partner to take on Oni and Danny. We then see him going into the Undisputed Era's locker room. Adam Cole says, well, look what the cat directed in, fellas. Ballard tells Cole, the cat is looking for payback. We're all grown men. Kyle, you know why I'm here. Are you in? Are you still sucking meals through a straw? Of course, Roddy feels some type of way, starts talking a little mess, but Cole has him stand down. Ballard waits on his answer, and Kyle simply says, yeah, I'm in. I'll see you next week. See you next. See you next week, champ. And we'll talk about that a little bit more in the uh, next segment um, for this because there's a little bit more going on with that. But I love the fact that they're really utilizing Kyle O'Reilly as like the front man for the Undisputed Era right now given the fact that Bobby Fish is out with injury and that Cole and Strong are in the Dusty Cup tournament, it's really good to see that they're keeping Kyle O'Reilly busy. And what better way to keep Kyle O'Reilly busy than teaming up with Finn Balor going up against two men that they equally hate in Oni, Lorkin, and Danny Burch. I'm pleasantly, I'm very, very happy with how everything is being built um, with Finn Balor going up against Pete Dunne because it's definitely something that is going to happen at TakeOver uh, on Valentine's Day. So we know that for sure. But the fact that they're able to keep the Undisputed Era busy and be able to utilize Kyle in this fashion and, you know, do it in a way that simply is just magnificent is is what I really enjoy with this. And I really enjoy the fact that, you know, Finn and Kyle used to be rivals. And um, it's really one of those things where you got to think that sometimes, even though I hate you, I'm willing to have you as an ally and going up against a bigger enemy that we both despise. So that's this is one of those things where, you know, the enemy of my enemy is now my is also my friend. And with certain things like that, you know, you gotta simply appreciate all of this with that. And I'm really curious to see what how the how actually the matchup will turn out um between these two teams, especially with O'Reilly and Balor. Will Undisputed Era be at ringside? Will Pete Dunn be at ringside? Will there be some crazy shit going down? 
will there be, you know, will there be something crazy? Will something crazy go down? Will there be a brawl on the outside? Will it simply just lead to a no contest? Who knows? Anything can honestly happen. Anything can honestly happen with this matchup going down next week. We'll just see what happens with it. My apologies, I've been just sending a text. All right, there we go. My apologies for that. Uh, telling a, a former podcast mate of mine, my, my buddy Nick Doolin, about the uh, announcement. So, I'm sure he will be interested in that. Now, you know why I love the Dusty Cup, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic so much? Because NXT's ability to build storylines off of the tournament matches looks pretty practically seamless. So I want to take a little time to break down everything. And I want to go first off with the uh, the first ever women's matchup in the history of the Women's Dusty uh, Cup Tournament. Casey Kinnanzaro and Kaden Carter. Going up against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Now, um, it was really cool to see a Beth Phoenix back at the booth. That was a big plus, and also with um, with her talk, with her making uh, doing a little speech uh, prior to the first matchup. So all the teams are on stage. Uh, what was it? Uh, Candice Lorraine, uh, the, the ways uh, Lorraine Hartwell, Dakota Kyra, Kel Gonzalez, Marina Shafir, and Zoe Stark. Uh, Gigi uh, Dolan and Cora Jade, Aaliyah with um, Jesse Kamea, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, uh, Casey Squared, and uh, Tony Storm. Yeah, and Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. William Regal introduces Beth Phoenix and says, uh, "Right here in this building, women like Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Asuka, Alexa Bliss." Bailey, Carmella, Shayna Baszler, and many others have had their part in that progress. Uh, talking about, of course, the uh, presenting the field and the next step of the women's revolution. These women have made event at takeovers, pay-per-views, and even WrestleMania. Women's wrestling. You guys wanted this. It was the WWE Universe, the NXT Universe, that wanted this. Tonight, we prepare to make history again. Let's kick off the first ever Women's Dusty Rhodes Classic. And this actually was a great opener to the tournament. What was very surprising was Cannonzaro and Carter getting the victory over Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm. But not because of they beat him, but, but because of Io Shirai. Coming in in the final moments of the matchup. Mind you, this matchup was was really good uh, being a uh, quarterfinal matchup in this tournament. Like I said, if you're going to open up you know, the matchup, I think uh, Cananzaro and Carter versus Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm was a solid way to open up this tournament. Um, I believe uh, Hartwell and LeRae advanced in their tournament over, over in the tournament matchup against uh, Dolan and Jade. And I believe we'll get... Um, We'll get a, I believe we're going to get into the women's matchup next week, but we'll talk about that in the next segment. 
But I really do appreciate that Cannonzaro and Carter got the victory off of the fact that Io Shirai was able to attack Mercedes off the apron and then tossing her across the announce desk after what Mercedes Martinez did to Io Shirai a couple weeks ago with the attack on Shirai, putting her through like the bottom part of the ta- uh, commentary b- uh, table at ringside. Referee didn't even see it. Uh, Tony uh, gets came uh, to deck Casey. Um, Tony then realizing something happened to her, and now she is all alone. Caden then tripping Tony up. Casey gets the tag to KC. Uh, Caden Zaro hits up, uh, hitting a reverse Phoenix Senton off the top, which was fucking bananas. Now, I saw the GIF file on Twitter, and I saw that. I'm like, homegirl hitting this shit? A lot of people, of course, comparing it to her boo thing. Uh, Ricochet, who used to, who, who easily hits those. And uh, he must have learned, she must, homegirl must have learned a little bit of something, something from her boo-thang. She's like a boo-bang standing by her side like her boo-thang. Okay. Like I said, this is a very solid matchup. I really am glad of the fact that, you know, they allowed Caden to get a lot of time in this matchup. Uh, Casey to get, to be the one to get the hot tag. Um, what was it? Super Steiner uh, after, you know. After Mercedes uh, Mercedes rocked her with a right, goes to the fireman's carry. Uh, Casey then hits a super signer, um, which was bananas, crazy shit. Um, Casey hot getting the hot tag to Caden as well, um, which was, I mean this was a very good back and forth matchup to kick off this tournament. And the fact that Carter and Caden Zaro got the victory again is very is a very big upset, um, a bracket buster if you will. I didn't think that. Carter and Cannon Zara were actually going to get the victory here. But given the fact that Shirai, you know, definitely wanted some, a little bit of revenge on Martinez, lets me know that a possible Shirai-Martinez matchup at TakeOver could be taking place. And this is good. This is really something that I like to see. Because like I said, NXT's women's division is the best women's division in all of professional wrestling. And no one can tell me otherwise because the argument isn't there. But I can appreciate the fact that we got to see, you know, Carter and Cannonzaro, who have been really doing some work on NXT, um, really being able to have that all pay off and be able to get the victory here. I appreciate that. And now they're in the semifinals. I'm quite excited to see who they will face in the semifinals. Um, this is going to be a solid tournament. And I want to look at the brackets real quick. Just look that up here. There we go. Easy things. So with the victory, um, Kevin Zero and Carter are now await the winner of Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea taking on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. On the other side of the bracket, of course, Lorraine Hartwell. Uh, I believe they did beat Dolan and Jade over on 205 Live, so they make it into the semis, uh, face, awaiting the winner of Blackheart and Moon and Marina Shafir and Zoe Stark, formerly known as Lacey Ryan. Um, I may have to go back and uh, I'll check out 205 Live to see uh, Gigi Dolan and uh, Cora Jade, uh, formerly known as Priscilla Kelly and Elena Black, and to see how uh, they came out. I'm sure they, they maybe got jobber entrances. Who knows? Hopefully they got an uh, entrance. Um, that'll be nice to see what their entrances look like. I'm more curious about that, how they present Dolan and Jade. Um, 
because I had a feeling Jay, uh, Lorraine and Hartwell were going to get the victory anyway. But I'm, I'm curious to see what Dolan and Jade uh, are going to be about uh, in NXT now that they're going to be uh, a part of the women's division for the future. And I, like I said, they were those were huge pickups, uh, especially on the end of Priscilla Kelly, because I've seen Priscilla Kelly. Uh, and just in case of who you, don't, you don't know who Priscilla Kelly is, simply search for um, the uh, the tampon moment on YouTube. And I'm sure you can easily fucking find it. Okay, so that's definitely something you want to take out. But I'm really happy that Kanazaro and Carter's hard work definitely paid off, and it's definitely something we're going to keep an eye on for the near future, especially if Kai and Gonzalez can get past um, Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea, which will be an interesting matchup as well. Um, but we'll talk about that in the next segment, of course. And before we go to the break... It's been some time since I talked about the Cruiserweights on the show, and I think today is a good day to discuss the state of the division as a whole. But I wanted to discuss the what, hap- what happened with uh, Legado del Fantasma in their little little chat segment, because uh, Cruiserweight champion Santos Escobar had a little something to say. Actually, before I even get into that, let me just fall back on that real quick. Um, I do want to talk about the remainder of the Dusty Cup just for a moment, if I may. Uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff uh, defeating Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory was quite the interesting matchup. And one that I thought, you know... I, I had a feeling that Kushida and Leon Ruff were going to win, given the fact that uh, it looks as if Gargano and Kushida are on a collision course at TakeOver in February, in three weeks' time. And giving the victory to Kushida and Leon Ruff made the most sense. And what even made me go more bonkers over it was that it, they won clean. No interference from Dexter Loomis. No interference from anyone else. It was simply a clean victory for Kushida and Ruff. And again, Kushida pinning Kushida pinning Johnny Gargano. You know, getting the hammerlock suplex with the bridging cover with the victory. And that that's two now for Mr. Kushida. So I can see um, Johnny Gargano possibly screwing over Kushida and Ruff in their matchup against the Grizzly Young Veterans that's going to be going down. That'll be their, that'll be uh, Kushida and Ruff's next matchup. So definitely I expect some nonsense to come from Theory and Gargano going into uh, Kushida and Leon Ruff's next matchup. And it's a tough matchup with GYV, the team of Zach Gibson, Liverpool's number one and James Drake. What I also appreciated uh, about this, let me see if there was any other Dusty Cup matches before we continue on here. Oh, yes. Uh, Karrion Cross destroyed uh, Ashanti Diodonis and Desmond Troy. Um, Cross defeating Adonis. Uh, in a one-on-one matchup uh, after what happened to him. Um, sometimes Doomsday Saito suplexes will destroy your neck. And as the Wu-Tang Clan taught me, 
you need to protect your neck. Unfortunately for Adonis, um, his injury will not let him compete. Wouldn't let him compete this past Friday on 205 Live. Uh, he and Troy were supposed to compete in the Dusty Cup. Um, I'm not exactly sure what happened because they were supposed to, I believe they were supposed to face uh, Tony Nese and um, Davari. So I'm not sure if they uh, if Nice and Davari simply got to advance or if they actually were involved with another team. I have to go check that out. I'll have to find out about that. And I can actually check that out real quick. We'll go check that out for just a quick second. There we go. And, it's, and usually I don't want to talk about 205 Live because I rarely watch it uh, anymore since it's not, not on... Uh, Oh, <laughs> that's an interesting, uh, interesting matchup. Um, so apparently, of course, uh, Larray and Hartwell defeated uh, Dolan and Jade, uh, advancing to uh, the semifinals of the tournament. And it looked like it didn't take much, but we then got. Thatcher and Champa taking on the team of Nice and Aria Davari instead. So that's a quite interesting uh, little situation there after uh, maybe uh, a respect factor from um, these two, especially after their uh, matchup in the fight pit. Just uh, two days prior. That's kind of interesting uh, to see those two in a matchup. I may have to actually watch this. I may have to check that out. You know, because that's a little something-something I wasn't expecting. Thatcher and Champa as a tag team now? Respect? I mean, after after the stare-down that those two had, um, it looks like it was a little bit of a respect factor. Between those two. But yeah, Thatcher and Champ is a tag team now? Oh boy. That's gonna be a matchup. But who wait, who would be their opponent in the next round? Who would be their next matchup? Would that be Oh wait a wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that Thatcher and Champa are going to be going up against the Undisputed Era in the quarterfinals. Oh, sweet mother of God. That is going to be quite interesting. That is going to be an interesting one to see. But let's uh, let's uh, not make any, uh, any, any uh, nonsensical decisions just yet. Let's talk about the Cruiserweight division real quick. Before he, uh, and, and by the way, the MS, MSK segment, freaking hilarious. Borat impersonation, hilarious. So, MSK, Wesson, Leslie, and Lash Cook, their number one tag team in all of NXT. How is they going to throw off all the tag teams? Because we're number one. Very nice. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I freaking enjoyed it. Anytime you get Borat impressions on television, it's just going to be very, very nice. Um, uh, King and the Castle, King and the Castle. You go to this, go to this. Oh uh, man, I can I can probably quote that movie all day long. 
That is one of my favorite movies ever. But I got to talk about the Cruiserweights real quick. And of course, we had Legado del Fantasma in the ring already with uh, Mr. Santos Escobar on the outside. A real champion does what he wants when he wants. You're looking at the champion of champions. The NXT Cruiserweight champion, El Campeón, Santos Escobar. Let me explain to you what a true champion is. A champion of champions doesn't have to conquer a curse like Johnny Gargano. A champion of champions doesn't have a glass jaw like Finn Balor. Some people try to act like a champion with badass cars and pretty mamacitas with all the pomp and circumstance like carrying cross. When it's time to prove themselves, they don't make it to their first title defense. Gives the belt to Mendoza as he continues. I guess carrying a title is a heavy, heavy chip on your shoulders. I back up every word that I have said, and I have beaten every single person that has been on my path. Now, even Grand Metalik and Lindsay Dorado came to NXT to try to destroy my empire, the Imperio. But I sent them packing. Now to Raul, Joaquin, you won your first match in the Dusty Cup, and that puts you one step closer to becoming the NXT Tag Team Champions. Joining me as the champions of champions. Los campeones de campeones. But speaking of Lucha House Party, out come Dorado and Metalik, and going after in, going after Mendoza and Wild immediately, while Escobar simply just looks around and just lets them do their thing, walking around like he owns the place. Out comes Kurt Stallion, super kicking. Uh, out comes uh, Kurt Stallion, trips him up. Uh, double super kick by Lucha House Party. Stallion decking Escobar on top of them. And, uh, yeah. Because Dorado and Metalik will be taking on Legado del Fantasma in their next matchup of the Dusty Cup. Backstage interview with Stallion and Lucha House Party. Um, Mackenzie reminded us that the Lone Star himself earned his shot at the NXT Cruiserweight Championship a couple months ago. Tonight, he went out there, he said, I went out there to embarrass Escobar, and it won't stop until I get my shot. Legato held in, referee's trying to keep the peace. Escobar tells Stallion, if you want to interrupt and ruin my message to the world, then I will destroy you. But not now, because I'll make sure to expose you as the rookie that you are next week with the title on the line. So Kurt Stallion is now going to be getting a shot at the Cruiserweight Championship next week. Now, I don't know what's going on in Jordan Devlin over in NXT UK. I know for a fact that he's still technically the Cruiserweight Champion in NXT given the fact that because of the pandemic that he never had a chance to defend it. And, of course, with UK laws over there, um, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass to that. So, who knows when 
Um, Devlin will be coming over to the States to defend said crown. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, uh, you know, depending on the politics of the United States and how they want to actually do things. Um, and I know the UK thing going on as well. But one other thing as well that was a very nice little development was um, Alexander Wolf coming back into the fold, which was quite interesting. Alexander Wolf. My goodness. Comes from NXT UK after Lucha House Party defeated Imperium. And having a disappointed look on his face after Eichner and Bartel lost in the first round. They were in the finals of the tournament last year, only to be ousted in the first round by Lucha House Party. So it's only I'm only going to be very, I'm even more curious now as to what will take place with Wolf and his intentions with Imperium now that he's back over on NXT. It remains to be seen, but we'll see what happens with all of that. So that's going to conclude what went down last week on the Black and Gold Standard. When we come back on episode 294 of the YLP podcast, we'll talk about what's going to be going down this week as well as some huge news that came out this morning with WWE Network signing an exclusive deal with Peacock, the uh, exclusive network uh, from NBC Universal. We'll be discussing all of that, as well as the status of NXT and where they're going to be placed going forward. All of that on the other side of episode 294 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Episode 294 of the YLP Podcast, talking about last week, this week, and now this week we can talk about what's going to be going down on tomorrow night's episode of the Black and Gold Standard, and this is what I had for my last point. It's a very heavy tag team laden car for this week's episode of the Black and Gold Standard. Of course, we have MSK, the team of Wesley and Nash Carter, taking on the team of... The team that will not be said, or as I put him, the team that only Mr. Fretz cares about because he likes to troll me with this team and piss me off, Mr. Fretz. And I hope and pray MSK gets the victory here and uh, Drake Maverick gets destroyed by killing in Dane because honestly, as Wade Barrett said last week, um, to paraphrase, uh, Dane needs to get rid of uh, Drake Maverick. Once and for all. Destroy the man. Destroy the man. Beat the man down. And then go about your business. Getting back to greatness in NXT. That's just me personally. I don't know how y'all feel. Nor do I care in that aspect. I'm going to go with MSK to get the victory here. Because they're a new tag team. And I really think they really want to, uh, to have big things in order. For the team of Lee and 
Carter. So we'll see how all of that goes. We also have Legato del Fantasma. Oh, they're not in action this week. My apologies. Um, they're not in action, but they will be facing uh, Lucha House Party um, probably uh, next week, I assume. Or probably on uh, 205 Live this coming Friday, uh, if, you guys are, if you guys do watch that. I unfortunately do not because I'm, I usually watch SmackDown on Fridays, so that's the case with all of that. But the card goes a little something like this. Uh, we have NXT Tag Team Champions Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan taking on Finn Balor and Kyle Riley non-title matchup, of course. Uh, that's going to be a fun match. This is going to be one of those matches where it's a lot of animosity towards each other and two men who battled against each other now teaming up to face Birch and Lorcan, uh, combined, uh, en combined former enemies, now taking on uh, their other enemies, like I said, and of course the adage goes, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. We have Santos Escobar taking on Kirk Stallion for the Cruiserweight Championship, and I believe Escobar will be retaining that championship, but I think this will be a, what, I like, what I like to call a... Uh, very, very uh, big time performance from Kirk Stallion. I'm sure they will get this a good amount of time to uh, be able to uh, have Stallion look at it somewhat of a threat to the title. But I think in the end, Escobar will definitely get the last laugh and defeat Stallion for the championship. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez get their uh, campaign going in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic when they go up against the team of Aaliyah and the newest client of the Robert Stone brand, Jesse Demeya. And as we say around here sometimes, we love Jesse Kamea. I am just a man. I am merely just a man. But Swerve, I ain't mad at you, bro. Home girl got some legs. Blessed be. That should be an interesting matchup, but I do expect Kai and Gonzalez to get the victory over Kamea and Aaliyah. But it's nice to see that they're really showcasing not only just the top tier of the women's division, but also the uh, mid and lower tiers of the women's division as well. Games like, of course, Gigi Dolan, Cora Jade, Cece Fear, and uh, Zoe Stark in action, I'm sure, soon, uh, either on 205 Live or on NXT somewhere down the line. But it will definitely be interesting to see how all that goes with the women's tournament. But I definitely, but this is one match. This is one team I have my eye on, and I see in my mind personally as now the odds-on favorite to win said tournament. Um, I would, I have been an advocate for wanting to see Kyan Gonzalez gun for the tag team championships, and I think it's either going to be, it's probably going to come down to one of two teams, the two teams getting to the final. I think it's going to be the team of. Uh, Lorraine and Hartwell versus Kai and Gonzalez in the final. I think that's your that's your big money finals matchup to have that. I would love to see that matchup. Okay, that's my personal final, and I would love to see Kai and Gonzalez win the tournament and get a chance to face Asuka and Charlotte for the tag team championships, win the tag team championships, and start to make it prominent across all three brands that allows Kai and Gonzalez to get exposure on the main roster and uh, be able to defend the title across all three brands with, you know, teams like Flex Appeal and, you know, uh, Casey Cananzaro and uh, Kaden Carter. You have uh, Riot Squad. Uh, you can start having, uh, start building up teams. Um, please, God, just let me have one thing in life in 2021. Bring back the Iconics. Just do it. I need this one, Savage.
May Savage bless us all. Amen. Because that would be, I think, that's your final right there. Hands down, that is your final. Unless they go the route of Moon and Blackheart defeating Lorraine Hartwell as a way of revenge for uh, Blackheart, then I think a heel versus face final may also be in order as well with Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart taking on Kai Gonzalez, uh, Dakota Kai and um, Raquel Gonzalez. I think that would also be some type of thing right there. Because with uh, because going back to TakeOver War Games, Gonzalez got the win in that. And I think she's definitely going to be starting getting a bit of a push in uh, in the women's division. And I think this could be a solid... If we're going to go the route of Shirai Martinez for TakeOver um, in February, I would like to see at least Gonzalez be rewarded uh, and Dakota Kai as well with winning the with winning the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, Women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic and becoming the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I think it's only right for them to do it because I can because there's no other, personally, I think Gonzalez deserves it. I think Dakota Kai deserves it. And we need to really start seeing the tag team championship for the women's side be really prominent across all three brands and having an NXT team, NXT team win the set championship for the first time. Uh, it'll definitely make, they'll definitely do some work with that. Uh, given the fact that, you know, you have Lorraine Hartwell and you have moon and Blackheart. Uh Tegan Knox, whenever she returns, I'm sure she'll be doing some tag team work as well. Um, the division is bright. And I think this makes it a lot brighter um, if you have an NXT team win the tag team championships over Asuka and Charlotte, because honestly, you know why they're doing it for with Asuka and Charlotte. And I've said it to you multiple times. And if you don't know, um, you can kind of figure it out very quickly. It's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised. Also, we do have uh, the Grizzly Young veteran Zach Gibson and James Drake, uh, Liverpool's number one and soon to be recognized as the best tag team in all of WWE, taking on Kushida and Leon Ruff in a quarterfinal matchup. I expect Gibson and Drake to get this victory uh, this time around. I do expect Leon Ruff and Kushida to get dealt with by Theory and Gargano for what happened last week. Um, It just only makes sense to add to to further the storyline between Gargano and Kushida as we get closer to take over um, on Valentine's Day. We still haven't figured out a name for it yet, which kind of surprised me. but that, that's the card that we have going on. Um, this looks like a really solid episode. And I think that's going to be, it's an episode I'm really excited to see. And one that really will take care of itself, in a sense. Because you're going to see more of the brackets being filled uh, going into the semis. Now, we're in semifinal matchup time now. We're quarterfinals going into the semis. This is crunch time now. This is this is where we really see the best of the best and all that good stuff. So um, we'll see how everything goes, but I'm quite excited to see what will happen um, with the this card and what will take place uh, and what storylines will be furthered um, as we head closer and closer to NXT TakeOver on February 14th. Now... I'm going to take this pen, put it in there, because I'm good with my notes for the week. And um, let us get into the big news of the day, or yesterday, I should say. Um, Yesterday, the announcement, the huge announcement, WWE Network signing exclusive streaming deal with Peacock. I got this uh, article from thestreet.com. 
Uh, this is from Vidhi Chudari. I probably butched the fuck out of that name, and my apologies in advance. But let's see what the uh, article has to say. Um, here, let me get my professor reading glasses on. Clean those off real quick. All right, looking clean as usual. Get report. All right. NBC Universal signed a multi-year agreement to stream World Wrestling Entertainment on its streaming platform Peacock, the two companies said Monday. While the terms of the deal were not disclosed, the Wall Street Journal reported it runs five years and it's valued at more than $1 billion. Quote, WWE Network is a transformative addition to the platform and complements Peacock's massive catalog of iconic movies and shows, as well as the best live news and sports from NBC Universal and beyond, said exclusive executive vice president and chief revenue officer, officer, Jesus Christ, Rick Cordella in a statement. Peacock had a tough first year after launch when the Tokyo Olympics were postponed last year due to the coronavirus pandemic. This caused a major setback for Comcast's new streaming service. Comcast also announced that it's shutting down its NBC Sports Network by the end of 2021 in a move to bolster its streaming service, according to reports. Peacock will launch the WWE Network on March 18th for a, on Peacock Premium for $4.99. All live pay-per-view events, including the popular WrestleMania, will now be part of Peacock's programming. For ad for an ad-free experience, Peacock Premium Plus will be available for $9.99. Peacock launched in April of last year and has 26 million signups, the journal reported. Peacock is an innovative platform that will enable us to showcase our most significant events, including WrestleMania, and provide the extraordinary entertainment our fans have come to expect with a combination of premium WWE content, live sports, news, films, and television programs, said WWE President and Chief Revenue Officer, 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 we're English is hard, apparently, in my world, Nick Khan in a statement. Peacock competes for viewing time with the likes of streaming giants, including Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon, Prime Video. Comcast recently moved all of its episodes of the popular binge-worthy NBC series The Office off Netflix to Peacock's streaming service in hopes to acquire fans of the show who plan to watch the whole series again. Shares of Comcast dropped 30.33% to $48.52 at the last check during trading so let's break this down right and i actually saw a uh tweet from new age insiders that actually talked about this big time and um no i don't want to go to my personal page no i want to go to my other one Where is my other one? I can probably find it. It's whatever. New Insiders. Nope, I can't spell today. English hard, people. I swear, English hard. There we go. Because they came out with a fire-ass tweet um, earlier today, and I was quite impressed uh, with what they said with this. Let me see what they said here. If I can, I know that because I know they're finding. I know I saw the tweet. I want to find it. Okay. Yep. I, okay. I know the tweet now. 
There we go. So they said, AEW thinks wrestling being back on TNT is a huge deal. WWE just made another another billion dollars partnering with another major distri- distribution affiliate. One company exists to even grudge, even to even grudges. One is, exists to make money. That's why one will still be here in ten years, and one won't. That was an insane tweet from um, that's a crazy fire tweet though I like the tweet I easily like the tweet because they do have a solid point um, you know in a, in a sense you know they're kind of playing chess and what they're basically saying is AEW is not is playing chess checkers and WWE is still playing chess with the moves that they made, which honestly is not surprising. Now, when I found out about this yesterday morning when I was on my break, on my first break of the day at work, um, I was quite surprised and really interested to see what the whole situation will be with um, subscribers like myself who have the WWE Network. And now with it being moved over to Peacock, am I going to be grandfathered in? Um, and, I, and, you know, will I have an actual service? Will I have an actual subscription to Peacock? Um, I'm sure we'll find more coming in the weeks and months uh, and month ahead. But this is a really big move for WWE Network. Selling the, selling the WWE Network to Peacock for a billion dollars. That, that's big money moves. Some people will say this is a shit move for people who have the network already and are spending $9.99. Uh, some people will say, like myself, it's a boss move. This is a boss move. Not only did you were you able to sell the network to Peacock, you got a billion dollars out of it, and you're good for five years. Another billion dollars to another... Now, of course, a lot of people were still kind of butthurt about the layoffs that we had um, early last year. Uh, during the pandemic, and a lot of people got pissed off at that, but I understood the business of that as well, given the fact that, you know, a lot, you know, either people were going to be on furlough or they were going to be released from their positions, mainly one of them being uh, Miro of AEW. But this is a boss move. Now, my thought, my only main question is, like I said, am I going to be grandfathered in I will I have, still have my subscription to the WWE Network, or would I have to get the Peacock service. Now, mind you, it, with, with ads, it's only $4.99 a month, which is not bad, you know, to, if, we're being, if we're being brutally honest here. $5 a month for all of that, and you're, you're still have to deal with ads? That's not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. And if you are going to get the premiums, the true premium service with no ads, it's still the same price. It's the same price for what you pay now, for the WWE Network, nine ninety nine dollars, ninety nine, you know, nine ninety nine a month, nine nine nine, nine nine nine. Reminds me of Herman Cain for some reason, but that's a whole different spectrum of of, of life. But with twenty six million subscribers already in, right, and you have more that will be coming into the fold, given the fact that the uh, WWE Network will be uh, officially launching on Peacock on March eighteenth. Um, the main focus was getting WrestleMania on that streaming service. That was their big focus. 
Now, that's also a thing, too. Am I going to have to pay for WrestleMania? Because I ain't paying for WrestleMania, because WrestleMania is expensive. Um, that's another thing. That was the main reason why they got it, was because getting they got WrestleMania now on, the, on Peacock, which is a big deal for me. Um, so... Again, would I have to get Peacock in order to keep the W or have the WWE network? And if I do, um, why? I should, you know, do I believe we're going to get grandfathered in and get uh, get a subscription to Peacock? I don't know how this will work. But like I said, we'll figure this out in the coming weeks. And I'm sure more news will come out for us. You know, we'll all learn what it is in due time. But since we're talking about NXT things, what does this mean for NXT? We head over to WrestlingInc.com for that answer. WWE NXT status clarification following Peacock announcement from my favorite professional wrestling writer, Mark Middleton. To clear up some speculation going around the internet today, the weekly WWE NXT show will remain on the USA Network's Wednesday night lineup. Now I can end the article there, but they got more to talk about. As noted earlier yesterday morning, WWE and NBC Universal announced that Peacock will become the new exclusive home of the WWE Network in the United States beginning Thursday, March 18th. So only streaming exclusively in the United States. If you have this network outside of it, then you're pretty much so you're pretty much solid as far as I'm concerned. For all my UK brethren, my Canadian brethren, my Mexican squadron all around the world, love y'all. First and foremost, we continue on, though. The press release included a line about WWE's in-ring shows like NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live, as well as replays of Raw and SmackDown airing on the WWE Network on Peacock. This line led to some speculating that the weekly first-run NXT show was moving from the USA Network to the WWE Network on Peacock, but that is not the case. The weekly NXT show will continue to premiere on Wednesday nights via the USA Network. Also... The same episode will continue to air on the WWE Network via replay the next day, as it has for some time now. It's been speculated that NXT could be changing nights on the USA Network due to the NBC Sports Network shutting down and the need for a new home to the NHL's Wednesday night hockey program, and the fact that NXT's TV contract is set to expire this October. However, there will be no immediate change to the weekly NXT schedule due to the new Peacock deal. It was reported yesterday that the new WWE Peacock multi-year deal is worth more than a billion dollars. Billion. Okay. So, now we know. Peacock and WWE have made a deal. Billion dollar deal. WWE will be uh, streaming on Peacock beginning on March 18th as we head closer to WrestleMania 37. $4.99 a month for uh, the streaming service with ads. And for the same price that you get for the WWE Network, you get a no-ad subscription. Which, honestly, if you think if you think about it, it's quite fucking fantastic on the business side of things. Right? Just think about it. All the Peacock stuff, right? You're going to get NBC, all the NBC shows, news, sports, all of that. As well as, you know, football on Sundays. Um, Sunday nights and all that stuff. You'll get Notre Dame games, all that stuff. So when you really break it down to its bare essentials, it, it this may look like a you know a deal that may piss you off personally from the beginning, but when you really break down the numbers, as I, as we just did 
here, this may be a solid deal for all of us, especially if network subscribers get grandfathered into getting a Peacock subscription. Again, we won't know until everything starts to pan out over the next couple of weeks and, you know, over the next month plus, um, next two months, I should say, less than two months from now, we'll be getting that. So it'll be interesting to see where, you know, the grand scheme of things will be and how everything will pan out. But I think in the long, in the short term, um, a lot of people will be concerned about, you know, what's going to happen with my subscription on the, on the network. But I think long term, this will definitely pay off dividends, especially if you and I, as network subscribers, get grandfathered into Peacock, because then we get telly, we get all the Peacock stuff, plus WWE Network, and that will make um, WrestleMania a lot easier to uh, digest, given the fact that we still have, if we get that Peacock subscription, and we're grandfathered. And that, in and of itself, I believe, in my honest opinion, is very good business. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude the final NXT-only episode of last week this week when we come back we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode uh, well let me be frank with y'all before you had to break episode 295 usually would be light the fuse now with the announcement that I made yesterday of you know, going down to two days per week, that would mean like the fuse would not even make sense to have. And so it's with a heavy heart that this Friday, there will be no like the fuse. Given the fact that last week, this week will now have NXT and AEW on both shows and it wouldn't make sense for me to do like the fuse this Friday given the fact that I would be talking about AEW on Monday anyway so it'll all make uh, I'll make sense of it in the closing segment for episode 294 of the YLP podcast We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 294 of the YLP podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are. And the World! Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, do not hesitate to hit me up with an email over at youngmindsperspective at gmail.com. I would love to hear your comments about today's episode, what you thought of last week's episode of NXT, and what match you're looking forward to for this week's episode of NXT. Of course, you, you were listening to this episode of the podcast on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective, anchor.fm slash Wrestling Addict Radio, 
Amazon Music, Audible, and anywhere else you are listening to this podcast. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, run and head over to my social media. You can follow me over on Twitter at YL Perspective. That's capital YLP Perspective. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night. Smackdown Live on Fridays, unless I have a prior obligation to attend to. I'll let you guys know prior to that night's episode. I also do live tweeting for every AEW live pay-per-view, every WWE live pay-per-view, like I will be doing this coming Sunday for the Royal Rumble. Every NXT and NXT UK TakeOver special. And of course, when it's 3.30 in the morning, I go to the bathroom. I can't seem to go back to sleep. I do live tweeting for... New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. If you want to follow me over on the Instagram side of things, I can be found over there at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective. Memes, updates, 60 second thought videos, all that good stuff. Slide in my DMs if you have any questions or comments. And send me memes because memes are important to society. All my Instagram posts do go over to my Facebook as well. You can find me there at Young Lions Perspective, all one word, or simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Like the page, share the page, and make damn sure that you follow the page. We have over 100 followers over there on the page, and I want to thank you guys so damn much for your continued love and support. Follow me on all these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast, of course. If you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. Of course, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the alt tech sites, Gab, all the good stuff over there. Use all of your messaging services, the uh, the telegrams, voxers, signals, WhatsApps, all that stuff. Slide in your friends' DMs. Use Facebook Messenger. Send it, send it by any means necessary. Send it by smoke signal if you have to. Get the word out about the YLP podcast and let them know Mr. YLP himself sent you. Because in these unprecedented quarantine times, we here at Wrestle Addict Radio strive to bring you the very best top-notch quality entertainment possible. Because not only are we here to be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast, we here at Wrestle Addict Radio strive to be the very best, the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop, 100%, without a doubt, undisputed, undoubtedly, then, now, and forever, the alternative for professional wrestling podcast and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the Anchor app, may not have ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, and that's perfectly fine. Everybody has their preferred app to use for their podcast listening needs. But you can easily find every single episode of the YLP podcast, the Kings of the Rings podcast, the Fretzelmania podcast, and of course, don't you dare forget about the Delight Show with the one and only Max Chapel across all different platforms, including Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, and always shout out to the Podbean gang. Overcast, Castbox FM, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam. 
Search for the entire family of Wrestle Addict Radio podcast, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. And now I'm going to look to the judges to ensure I fulfilled my obligations. Usually it would be for the day, but it's going to be for the week. Uh, I'm going to look over to the country of Macedonia today, because I feel like Macedonia doesn't get enough love in the world. And I believe I am getting the thumbs up, and we are good to go with that. So here's what's going to go down with everything that's going to be going down between now and February 1st. This Friday would usually be the birthday episode. Uh, this Friday was supposed to be the birthday episode of the YLP podcast. Uh, it would be my 33rd birthday episode, which I would have been very, very excited about. Um, unfortunately, uh, this will kind of get in the way of, um, what I'm going to be planning on doing coming this Monday, of course, with the new announcement of the, uh, YLP podcast going down to two days and with last week, this week now being a combined NXT and AEW show. It would be a hindrance to me if I actually did light the fuse this coming Friday. So, as far as I know, there will be no episode this Friday. Episode 295 will not be going down officially until next Friday. And I'll explain why. This Monday will be the debut episode of the rebranded last week this week. I'm going to make it a little little bit different. I'm trying to make it two separate things. Two separate brands in and of itself combined underneath the YLB podcast banner. So episode one of last week, this week, will be going down this Monday, February 1st, 2021. The new era of the YLB podcast begins. We're going to be talking about the best of NXT, the best of AEW from last week, and combined into somewhat of a battle. And the first theme song you will hear, the first song you will hear next Monday, will be who I decide had the better show. Not only will that first theme song show who won the week, but also they will get first crack at me talking about their show. So it may be an AEW theme song. If AEW, I believe, won the week, AEW's AEW theme song will be will be playing in the in the first show to, for the opening segment. And I will be talking about AEW as such. NXT will then get second dibs. And then we will go on from there, talking about what's going to be going down that particular week. AEW gets first crack, second, and uh, NXT would play second fiddle. They're on and they're fourth. Doesn't go, you know, I'm not letting the ratings actually dictate who I think won. It'll just be by my choice personally. So it could mean NXT could go on a run. AEW can go on a run. It could be a lot of back and forth between both, both brands. We will see. But episode one will be taking place this coming Monday of last week, this week. Episode 295 of the YLB podcast will be taking place next Friday. I'm keeping them separate. So the YLB podcast, more so, will be the News of the Week show. Episode 295 will be happening next Friday. And we'll get all of that. So now you ha- so now you kind of under- hopefully are understanding the format. Episode one of last week, this week, taking place on Monday, episode 295 of the YLP podcast, taking place next Friday. Now, I may do something um, for Friday, just because, you know, for tits and giggles, I don't know yet. Um, maybe we'll talk about a little bit of news, uh, something as a little bit of a, a little bit of a preview of what you'll be getting uh, henceforth from uh, news of the week. So we'll see how all of that goes, uh, depending on how everything goes. 
Uh, we'll see if I can find any news going down. I know the Peacock thing was a big deal, and that would have been a topic we were talking about on Friday's episode of News of the Week. But I want to let you guys know, as of right now, the next time you hear from your boy will be on Monday, February 1st, 2021. And uh, the new the new era of the YLP podcast will begin. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Enjoy AEW Dark. Enjoy whatever you're going to be doing. Be prosperous. Be productive. Kick ass. Take names. And I'll see you guys right back here this coming Monday for the debut episode. Well, you get the point of last week, this week. See you! This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.